Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of The Stand. I'm sorry I took a little week hiatus. It was a, a doozy down here in South Carolina. You know, still in school. I had to knock some of that out, so I didn't really have time to uh, get an interview in. But I think this one's going to be a pretty good episode with uh, Sean McElwain, longtime friend of mine. Uh, met him back when I was 16, but we'll get into that once I get him on. He'll have a few more stories than I do. Uh, I hope that everyone is doing well. I know it's getting a little tough staying inside. So it's uh, people are having very vivid dreams because their brains aren't working during the day as much. So do some Sudoku puzzles. Go for your walks. Maybe a regular puzzle, board games, card games. I know yesterday I played cards for, I think, like 14 hours. So just try killing time. That's all we have like to do. We're just trying to kill time, get to summer. Just keep that on your mind. Keep summer on your mind. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to throw it over to Sean. All right, guys, I'd like to introduce you to my good... <laughs> That's how you start? Yeah. My good okay. friend, uh, Sean McElwain. You know, I've known him since I was 16 years old. Uh, he's a little older than I am. Uh, he used to play lacrosse at Widener. And uh, here he is. Oh, it's my turn to talk now? Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, Aiden, thanks for having me on. This has been, I guess, a long time coming. I mean, how many episodes are you in so far? Seven. It's my seventh one. That's it? Yeah, I know. I feel like I thought you had more episodes than this. Yeah, I was kind of slacking last week. A lot of school. So I'm episode seven? You're episode seven. Lucky number seven, baby. What's up? I know. <laughs> it, uh, it's actually coming along. Been getting uh, some good amount of views on each video or each podcast. Yeah. So That's good. just going to keep on doing it. It's, it's building. Okay. Hit 400 cool. followers on Instagram, so that's always a plus. <laughs> I've also been like spamming people like the spam follow, so it's probably the reason why. Yeah. But uh, how are you doing during this whole corona pandemic? Man, um, at first it wasn't really taking a toll on me, but now I feel like it's taking a bit of a mental toll. Yeah. Uh, like not just the whole not being able to go out and see, you know, just people. Like even if I'm with, you know my boy, like, Mizzy, Isaac, and Rob, or my siblings, just being out and seeing, like, different faces, it's just nice to see that, you know, people like to do stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, it was weird. Like, I did not see any of this coming. Like, back in, when did this come out? Like, February? January? January. Yeah, I had no idea about any of this until the week before St. Patty's Day, when they started really ramping it up. 
I was like, what? This is a thing? Yeah. I didn't know until we were in spring break and one of the DJs at the bar was like coronation and all the kids just went absolutely berserk. And then the next week, everything shut down. Yeah, I mean, like before, yeah, so like St. Paddy's Day weekend when I guess all this, for me, all this started. I mean, I went out that night. I went out that Saturday, yeah, Saturday night. We went to a few bars and like, I mean, it seemed like nobody had a care in the world. Like they were just out doing their own thing not being socially distant like we are today, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I, I want this the whole, I mean, I, I just want it to clear up. This is I just want to be over with. Am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Just I get to click the little explicit button on uh, Anchor. It's fun. It's not bad. You have an explicit, wait, there's a button on your, your platform to block out cursing? No, no, no. It just says that it's an explicit content. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got go on the uh, the platform. Gotcha. Yeah. So I just click it. Be like, I'm a badass. Click, and then badass isn't really a bad word. I think you'd more likely to click like fuck, but you can say fuck too. No, I'm saying I'm right. a badass. Oh, you're not sure. Oh, you're the host, so I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so during this, have you uh, started having, like, very vivid dreams? Not vivid dreams, but I've been, like, like I said, the mental toll has started really kicking in on me, like, two weeks ago, where it's like, like, man, this sucks, like, not being able to go out and, you know, do normal things, like, go to the gym, go out on a Saturday night, go, you know, anywhere, go to my buddy's houses, whatever. Um... The dream part, no, but I feel like a bit of an insomnia is starting to happen on me. Like, I just cannot fall asleep. All right, so uh, me and my roommates the last two, three weeks, we've all been saying we've been having crazy-ass dreams. My friend, like, woke up from a dream in, like, a blank apartment with, like, us in it, just being like, oh, yeah, you're tripping on ayahuasca. And then he woke up from that dream, and he was in, like, a different dream. Yeah, he said it's been crazy. And I've had a few wild ones. And uh, Nat Geo came out with an article today saying since we're not using our brains as much during the day as we were, it's starting to work more at night and people are starting to have more and more vivid dreams. Really? Yeah. So I've been having some crazy ones. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's wild how like the human body is just now changing due to no why you, work. Why do you think that's – excuse me. Why do you think that's happening? Do you think it's because, like, we have nobody hasn't been, like I said, for me, the mental toll, not seeing anyone? Do you think that's a, that's the case? Like, people not socializing or? So that's part of it. The no socializing, the no, you're not using your brain as much during the day as you normally do. Like, I sit at home and watch Wicked Tuna all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, people are, when they're worried about their health and safety, apparently that triggers something. In their head, so they have more vivid. Like survival, like a survival mode type trigger. Like, okay, no, not survival for... mode, but they're just having. Well, dreams. dude, not survival mode. What about all the toilet paper and <laughs> paper towels? <laughs> People are freaking out. I mean, clearly they're going into survival mode if they think they need all that supplies. Yeah, true. It could be the stress on the brain, worrying about all that shit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, crazy times. But hey, stay in. You gotta do this Corona shit. 
This way we can have our summer down in Seattle, which is where we actually met. Yeah, it's, oh man, that's weird. Yeah, that's crazy. We've known each other for a while, dude. It's kind of weird that like, like we're super tight, but I'm what, four years older than you, right? You're 21? Yeah, I'm 21. I'll be 25 in July, so yeah, about four years older than you. Yeah, it's crazy what uh, that job will do to you down there. You so, get to be friends with people you never would the, be friends so, with. So for the listeners, I mean, I know this is Aiden's show, but I'm going to tell you guys a little story. For the listeners, Aiden and I were both on the Seattle City Beach Patrol for, I was on for four summers, Aiden was on for five. Going back that's to how, my six. That's how we met. Going back to 2016? Yeah, 2015? Yeah. 20, yeah, 2015, 2015. We were in the same rookie class. Um, and then we were just tight from there. What do you remember of uh, rookie school, that one week of hell? It wasn't that bad. Just the last two days weren't that great because it was really choppy and we had to do the paddleboard and more open water stuff. But, I mean, other than that, I really enjoyed it. Like, I would do it again. And not knowing what my future would hold for me five years later down the road. And I was like, oh, I've done all this. I can still do. It's not that bad. What place did you come in in uh, rookie school? Uh, um, Let's talk off air about that. (laughs) I can't remember. Um, Uh, I do. I was pretty pretty low. I remember that. Uh, Yeah, me and you, dead last. We got caught at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know I, I i enjoyed it like i definitely could have worked harder but it was no, so much goddamn was, swimming swimming wasn't that yeah I mean, it wasn't bad but just like i wish i could have prepared better like been more sh- better shape than i was and um because i also remember i came off from a season of playing lacrosse so like I was already in pretty good shape, but I had to get back into like swimming shape. So my running was good. Just my swimming was ass. Like it was not great. I know in the tryout for my mile time, I think I got like five fifty for the mile. Same. Five fifty two. Yeah, it's not bad. And then for like the five hundred meter swim, I was kind of a cakewalk. I could have done that back backwards, but no, that part wasn't bad. Just like the open, the part that really got me was overcoming the fear of like swimming far out, like open water, to the uh, the doubles flags and the singles flags. Like that part really, like geeked me out because I'm so used to swimming in a pool and being able to look down and see the lines. Knowing I'm in a straight line, but in the ocean, it's like oh, shit. I can't see what's below me. I Which really gave me some nerve, but I got over it as the week went on. I remember the first day, like, I was a 16-year-old kid. I think there was only two other 16-year-olds there. I was too scared to ask anyone to, like, put in sunscreen on my back. Uh, dude, do you check your numbers. There were more than one. You were not the only 16-year-old. No, there was three of us. It was me, Pat, and Derek. Well, no grants. They were a year older. What? Yeah. I thought they were 16, too. No. Oh. But I was too scared to ask for sunscreen to like so get my back. So I was fried after the first day and having to go back sucked like the next three or four days. Did you ever get chafed up while oh, we were from like the doing cans? runs? Oh yeah. I didn't really get too 
bad of chafing for like swimming, but I got it pretty bad on like, um, like the backs of my legs, like behind my knee a little bit. Cause when we were, I mean, for like, so for people that don't know, uh, rookie school, it's a week long, Seattle City Beach Patrol, it's our training to go until we become a lifeguard. So if you're smart and you're a swimmer, you would bring board shorts and you'd wear, um, uh, the jammers, the long like compression, not like the Under Armour like cup holders, or whatever. So you'd wear those long, uh, the, yeah, the jammers, the speedos, and those do not work the same as compression shorts. No, not at all. Like they, you, you will get chafed up pretty bad from just running all in them all day. And yeah, it's not fun. They're terrible. But, now, did you turn twenty one your first summer in Seattle or your second? I turned 21. Well, first, can we talk about a little bit about our rookie summer and how that like really went down? Because that was a fun time. That was a great time. That was a great time to be alive. It was also the last year where there were um, where a big changeover happened. Where like that was the last year where there were guards who were on the patrol for like eight plus years and they didn't come back. Yeah. And some of them were assholes. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them were. A lot of them were assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they all met well, kind of. Not all mm, of them. Not all of them. Uh, not all of them. I, yeah. I didn't get anyone too bad, except for uh, who was the one chick, Bell, Alicia Bell. Yeah, she did not like me. Her and um, who was that chick that Matouche was dating? Lamy? Or... Uh, no, not Alyssa Lamy. No, no. What? <laughs> no, not her. She was cool. Uh, who was Allison? Who was the wet fart? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Colleen Smith. Yes, that's who it was. I called her a mom on one of the bus ride backs from uh, <laughs> the race. Well, she was, dude. She was being a mom. And I was like, yo, who the fuck is this mom? And I got the death stare so bad. But I, don't, mm. I didn't care. I mean, look. People say dumb, dumb shit when they're on the bus ride home from Atlantic City. Yeah. Well, the scariest part was, uh, so I was 16 when I first joined Alicia Bell. I was sitting with her. She asked if I ever did, like, anal. I was like, I was like, what the hell? I was like, I haven't even had regular sex yet. Like... Jesus Christ. I was like, uh, no, not yet. It's an aggressive question to ask a 16-year-old. She did not like me at all. Yeah. Like, I remember I was waiting for somebody. I think it was one of the competitors in our rookie class to come relieve me. I forget where. Uh, I think it was on, like, 6-4. And they weren't coming. And I wasn't, I couldn't just leave because that would be just the senior guard. So I was like, I'll, I'll stay. And finally, the other rookie showed up and I left to get down to Bell Street. Alicia Bell, not Mike Bell. And uh, she went, she like, she ringed me out pretty good. She was like, what the hell? Like, why are you late? Where were you? And I tried to explain to her. I sat and stand for like 10 minutes. Then she goes, uh, all right, put some sunblock on. Have Get something in your body to eat, drink some water, and go out in the water. Like, what? Dude, she put me on layout for the entire day. That was at 1 o'clock, which wasn't bad, but, like, 
I mean, I started pruning up a little bit, getting thirsty. I was also pretty hungover too. <laughs> Best part of the job. Just get to cure that yeah. hangover. It's a blessing and a curse, but um, dude, I love that. I time missed that feeling, like just you know, going out all night, partying with the boys, all of our friends, and then waking up the next day like I'm not, I'm not drinking tonight. Then like three thirty rolls around, I'm like I wonder what's gonna happy hour. I'll head out the happy hour. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty much our rookie year. Did we? Forty-four eleven. The house that will uh, never be seen again. Yep. All right, pay pouring out. Yeah. So for you guys who don't know, forty-four eleven used to be like the lifeguard house. Uh, there used to be like twelve to sixteen kids living at that house at a time. Uh, did not meet the code. <laughs> no, yeah, it did not uh, get past an inspection and had to get torn down. Dude, that house, Jesus. Like, I, I'm i so fortunate and lucky that my family has a house in Seattle. That way I'm able to, you know, I don't have to worry about the riffraff that those guys would do until, like, in the wee, wee hours of the night. I can just go to bed, whatever. Not have to worry about people blasting music downstairs. Have my own room. And then it was easy. But that place, Jesus. That yeah. was a, that was the animal house. It's fun. And then uh, to start off our second year, the six keg keg crawl. Was... Dude, that was probably one of the best nights. Dude, I was oh, 17. That's, that's I did three boo bluegers. It was awesome. Dude, that was I don't I forget whose idea that was, but it was a great idea to have that as like at the end of rookie week, invite all the rookies. They're just they just finished up rookie school. We're gonna go, and it was in great location because each house was in was within like a hundred or two hundred yards of each other or a block, yeah. whatever those numbers are. But um, dude, it was great. <laughs> that yeah, that was goes down as one of my favorite nights in Seattle. Oh my gosh, that was. Insane. So, uh, and then um, a few weeks later, I turned 21 and I graduated from the house parties. Yeah. That was another crazy night. <laughs> I didn't beer shower it for, uh, I guess being a twin, you can't really, with a girl, you can't really get beer showered because she wants to look, you know, presentable when she goes out. I was <laughs> all for it, but Joe and Shannon were like, no way. You're not doing this. <laughs> oh, name drops. For people that don't know, my entire family was on the beach patrol. So it started with my older brother. Me and my twin sister joined the following year. Then my younger sister joined uh, my second year. And it was a blast. Yeah. At one point, all four of you guys were on it, right? Yeah. For a summer. For a summer. And then Joe... That was the summer Joe graduated college. And then it was just... Me, Katie, and Shannon for a summer. Then it was just me. The Lone Ranger. Being a Lone Ranger had, had perks. It was fun, but we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, dude, that, 20, that 21 summer, it opened my eyes so much just to like... 
a crazy lifestyle. <laughs> just yeah. all the freedom that I finally had being 21. Like, wow, like, I don't have to ask anyone to buy me beer. I don't have to. I mean, I never used my fake down in, um, can't in, down in the shore. It's like, that's so risky. I always tell, you know, my buddies who are younger than me, like, it's not even worth it. Don't, don't try it. Wait till you're 21. I didn't try once. Good. I made it. All five years. It was uh, until last year. I mean, that's a- Lacosta. They would already thought like I was twenty-one because I'd always stand behind Cranch ever since I was sixteen. So then last year I just go in, and they were like, "Yo, what's going on, man?" Was like, nothing much. Two natty leg cases. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um. So uh. What else happened that summer? Our second summer. Our second summer was fun too, but second summer was probably on track to be my favorite until it probably was still one of my favorites until I got mono, and that oh, yeah, that's right. sucked. That sucks, dude. Second, I mean, like that second summer. I don't know what it was. Like I just completely changed. I feel like I. I don't know. It was just a weird time for me to be alive i guess like well we both got uh we both sat next to each other for that yeah summer. we did that's that when a, we were in our zones like the second summer it was it was great that was a grand old time me you nick and churro oh my gosh dude that was that was fun that yeah. was a good time you know uh churro's still out in california he made the cali yeah he's still out there he's been out there for a couple weeks now God bless. Godspeed, I should say. Yeah. He was talking about stopping here on his way back. Yeah, I'll probably do that. He's got what? what what's today? April 21st? He's got time, dude. Yeah. So, uh... So, I go into senior year, and I come to visit you at Widener. Yeah. First semester, and then second semester, we plan a road trip. With me, you, Thurms, and Katie, down we go see your other sister, Shannon. Yeah, down so... Down at USC for St. Patty's Day. Yeah, so second semester of school for me, my junior year, I... Well, first of all, in the fall, <clears throat> coming back to school after the, my 21 summer, <clears throat> I, I, I didn't feel like, you know, I was there. I was, like, at school fully. It just felt like... It didn't feel right. I mean, it felt right to be back. Like I wanted to go back, but I just didn't feel like welcomed back, to say the least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of felt the same way over uh, at senior year of high school. I was like, how the hell am I going back to this lifestyle? Like, I mean, dude, well, you were going to college. Eventually. Oh, wait. Are you talking about My going, s- into your, oh, going into your senior year of high school? Yeah. When we did our trip oh, down okay. to... Uh, South Carolina. The re- whole reason I came to this school was that St. Patty's Day weekend. Yeah, and that St. Patty's Day weekend, I mean, thank God. I So, going back to <clears throat> um, – so, yeah, like, going back to Widener, my fall semester, my junior year, Aiden visited me for homecoming. It was a grand old time, but I just didn't feel – it didn't feel right. I mean, I, I just felt so overwhelmed. Like, I was on – uh, probation from the lacrosse team and I was just like busting ass but I just 
I mean, all my friends were getting internships. I was overwhelmed. So luckily my parents, they were, I asked them, like, Hey, can I take some time off to work? Like, I want to go back to school, but I don't want to go back to school next semester. And luckily they said, of course, like, no matter what you decide to do, like we support you, it's fine. Um, and luckily I took that semester off because then we wouldn't have done that road trip, which was some good old Catholic family fun. Oh yeah. Oh dude, that was a blast. I didn't go on that road trip. I was going out to San Diego state. I already had a roommate and everything. <laughs> well, my mom was smart. She let me go. And then I, dude, I'm honestly surprised. Like I'm baffled that your parents let you go. Cause I'm, I'm picturing it in my head, the conversation like, Hey mom, dad, um, can I go to South Carolina? St. Patty's day weekend. Your parents going, who are you going with? Oh, um, Sean McElwain, Katie McElwain, and Kevin McDermott. I can only think about the expressions on their faces and the heavy. So the only reason my mom let me go was because she knew if I went and had a blast uh, that I would probably end up going there, and it was the closest school I applied to. So Yeah, yeah and she probably also knew if you are going with me, you'd be safe. Yeah, yeah, you keep me safe. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm such a safe guy. But dude, that weekend was, oh my gosh, that weekend was so much fun. Just from like start to finish. we get, So we got into, we met at Widener. We actually parked in front of my old house. Yeah. And then we drove down to Baltimore, got Cape. And we got, what time did we get in South Carolina? Like four in the morning? No. Yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty early in the morning. It wasn't four. I think it was like three. Anyhow, anyway. So that was a blast. But we were. Do you not remember slugging that uh, Captain Morgan? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a bottle of Captain Morgan on um, the living room table in my sister's house. We slugged it, dude. How about those chicks going through our wallets? She went through your wallet. My wallet was in my pocket. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I think Derm, was Derm's wallet on the table too? I think it was. Oh, maybe. Dude, so yeah, these chicks that were um, staying over my sister's house, I think they were on the lacrosse team or they were her sorority sisters or something. We drank their entire bottle of Captain Morgan as soon as we got there to like help us go to sleep because we were so wired from caffeine and like – and nicotine from dipping the entire way down. So we slugged the bottle of Captain, went to bed, and I wake up to like footsteps pattering around in the living room in the kitchen. And then I turn over, I open my eyes, and I see this girl just standing over me, over the, uh, what's it called? Uh, the living room table, looking through my wallet, going through everything. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's not yours. It was so bizarre. And I told Shannon, she was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who was that? I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, that was just the beginning of a good weekend. Yeah. Derms got in trouble. <laughs> Derms did get in trouble. I think I went uh, missing for a little bit. I also went missing for a little bit. You also went missing. Um... But yeah, dude, I was not expecting it to be for a school in the South. That's kind of crazy that uh, for the turnout they had. I mean, yeah. I get it for like 
a city like uh, like Philadelphia or Boston or New York or even Chicago for having like a big St. Paddy's Day weekend because it's mostly you know. I mean, they're Irish all college people. kids, and they plan it so uh, it's a Saturday coming back to school after spring break. So everyone makes sure they get like back to Columbia in time for that festival. And this school is actually a lot of northern people. Out of my ten roommates, one person is from South Carolina. Yeah, Everyone else is that. from D.C. and up. Yeah. I mean, I, not a lot of people from South Carolina probably go to the University of South Carolina or Clemson. Or even the University of Charleston. University of Charleston has the prettiest girls. Oh, my God. Yeah. But small I school. S- there's no football. Yeah. But cool town. Yeah. I do Charleston. like Charleston. Move there. No way. Retire <laughs> there. I would never move there. I said I love it. Oh. If I said move there. No way. There. Dude, the Jesus. people in the south are way too slow for me. <laughs> now you fit right in. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> um, you remember uh, when we were at Jack Valen's house and I ripped my pants a little bit? Dude, I have a picture of that. I think you sent it to me. I think Jack might have sent it to me then. Dude, I have a picture. Me and you were at the table, you know, shooting uh, shooting some cops. And there's a picture of us. You're just standing there with such disappointment on your face. But it's like a smile disappointment. Like, a, <laughs> like ah, shit. <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> no one's ever going to believe me. And, dude, it's such a funny picture. Oh, my gosh. Um, here it is. <laughs> For the people that are listening, maybe Aiden can post this somewhere and you'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah, send it to me. I'll post it with uh, tomorrow. It's a young Aiden Reed with some ripped pants. <laughs> but, you know, funny story about that whole thing is I ended up living with uh, Jack Vallon and those kids. Yeah, that's right. You did. The, my sophomore year here, their senior year. Dude, and another crazy story, that house – when Nick and I got in from our trip, like, I think we were talking to either you or Jack, and you were like, oh, remember that house, like, where Jack used to live? I'm like, yeah, just go there. And Nick was not, Nick was like, we're not going the right way. I was like, no, dude, trust me, we're going the right way. <laughs> we're going the right way. We show up, and I remember getting the back, we'll get into that later, but, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a great that's crazy movie. that you'd actually end up living with those guys eventually. I know. And you remember that uh, little shack that we went to for that party on Saturday night, I guess? No, not Saturday. Friday night. Because we got in on a Thursday? Yeah, I got in on a Thursday night. Little shack. So it was Thirsty Thursday for you guys, I guess. Wait, what are we, which weekend are we talking about? Still St. Patty's. Oh, shit. I thought we, Okay, okay. Sorry. Uh... Little shack. Yeah, that one house with the mad dogs all around. I lived with those kids, too. I don't remember that. That was on Friday? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was the party we went to Friday night. Yes. That was a rugby house. Yes. Yes, okay, I remember those that. Kids, yeah, we saw, we saw a naked guy run around the house. There was a naked guy who ran around the house? Yeah, dude, do you don't, you don't remember that? 
I may we were, Dude, we were walking up to this house, and we see a dude, like, run out. He was coming around from the side of the house, and he was covering his dick and balls, and he was just naked lapping it around the house. And then I'm pretty sure while we were inside the party, another person had to do a naked lap, and they just got butt-ass naked and ran through the kitchen where we were standing. And I was laughing my ass off. Katie was shocked that she saw that. <laughs> and Shannon was like, uh, this is what you get. Huh. Yeah, we call those, uh, unless they just lost in a beer pong, we call those Zulus. So if you score your uh, first touchdown in rugby, then uh, you got to run a naked lap. We call it Zulu. Everyone just throws beers on you, and it's fun. Good shit. Yeah. That was good camaraderie. That's great camaraderie. Then the next day, the real shit show happened. Yeah, the real shit show. Wake up. Irish coffees. Bum made Irish coffees. I made the worst Irish coffees. Dude, I was literally just pouring big-ass cups of coffee. Not even big-ass, like half coffee, half Jameson, and like a splash of Baileys. Yeah, it was... It was, uh, I've gotten better since then. My, uh, my bartending skills have gotten a little better. I still uh, have a heavy hand. It's not good with that dirty water. (laughs) Dirty water. Oh, I remember that drive back was hell. Dude, that drive back was sick. Well, minus the little incident we had in DC, but we stopped at South of the Border. Yes, South of the Border was so much fun. Went to the Exotic Animal Zoo. So alligators get fed. Yeah, that was cool. Oh man, that place was that place is actually pretty cool. Yeah, but the whole reason we had to stop there was because we were all so hungover. Yeah, we need <laughs> maybe a little to tipsy. We need something to eat, but I knew I knew we would be hungover, and I was like, you know what? Let's hold it out and wait till we get south of the border because there's some cool shit there. We can get out and walk around for like one or two hours, and then we'll hit the road. And we made it back in pretty good time. Yeah. Wasn't terrible. No, wasn't terrible at all. But, uh, so, that gets over with. I ended up committing to South Carolina. I go into my third year in Sea Isle, where we still yep. had the Rita's house and 4411. That was also another great summer. Yeah. I had a... All right. What were we talking about? Our third summer with, uh... The Rita's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Rita's and 4411. Then we had one more house. Right? No, I think it was just those two. Are you sure? No, we definitely had another house. We didn't have Shark Tank that year. Huh. I thought we had a third house that summer. No. Uh, Wait, not we, me and you, but, you know, the... You know, the guards, but, uh, huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, third summer. That was probably hands down. I mean, I know I said my 21 summer was blast only because I turned 21, but coming back after being 21 for a summer in Sea Isle, coming back and knowing the ropes a little bit, that for me was a fun summer. Like, I learned the ropes, learned the tricks, learned it all. And I had a great summer. Found love. And I lost it. But, you know, 
Can't fall in love in Seattle. It's a curse. Can't fall in love with Jersey Shore. Didn't Snooky teach you that? I haven't watched that shit. It's funny stuff. That. <laughs> yeah, no. It was, uh... I feel like that was the summer I started coming out of my cage. No curfew. It was a great summer. You just graduated high school. I did just graduate high school. I remember that Memorial Day was probably my favorite. Dude, that was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that. Okay, that Memorial Day was a blast because I rolled. I got off work early. Got off work at like noon that day. Just drove right down to the beach. Um, got a case. Met up with you at Rita's and we were just starting immediately dude i went to the bar that night in board shorts i don't even think i wore shoes to the bar which is i don't know how i got in but i was wearing like board shorts a zip-up hoodie with no shirt just kept it unzipped the entire night and a bucket hat and thank god i found like the boys or i would have been just weird, I would have spent I would have spent the the weirdo at the bar with looking like a looking like a beach bum, but no, nah, that was that was a fun Memorial Day for sure. Yeah, I got my own beach that summer. You did. I was still. I don't. I actually, you know, I didn't really mind being. I I thoroughly enjoyed it being uh, junior to Chiro for three summers and sitting senior in my fourth summer on 71st street. I really enjoyed like Jiro's taught. I think he's taught me more about life and women <laughs> than any other person that I know more than my dad. Oh yeah. For yeah, sure. He was the, he's a genius. I mean, he's been around the block for those of you who don't know our buddy, uh, Chris Jiro. He last summer was his 20th summer on the beach patrol. So he started when he was, 15 years old, 14, 14 years old, 14. I'm pretty sure. Started when he was 14 and last summer was his 20th summer. Put that in perspective. He's seen a lot of shit. All right. He knows he's been around the block a few times. He knows what he's doing. My favorite line from him is, uh, worst comes worst. They say no. Yeah. I love that line. Yeah. I mean, dude, he taught me, I mean, I'm an, don't get me wrong. I'm an idiot, so I would never think about what to do with, <clears throat> with girls on dates at the beach. So he told me, like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a 12-pack of Corona, bring a cooler with ice, put it in, text your girl, be like, hey, meet me at 75th Street or whatever. Go to 75th Street. Bring your uh, bring a towel or something or a blanket. Sit down, crack up some beers. Listen to music, hang out, have a happy hour on the beach. And yeah, that's my favorite. The, and then continue the night from there. Go to the bar after that. Locked in for the rest of the night. What's up? Is that I doubted him. I doubted him, dude. <laughs> I was like, dude, no way that works. Sure enough, tried with the girl and I was like, holy shit, he was right. I'm an idiot. Yeah. It's a great date. I love it. When I was 17, I did it a little different. I did it with some fruit because I couldn't buy uh, alcoholic beverages at that time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, taught me the way. It's nice. <laughs> so, uh, it's, a, it's a good idea. Golden hour. 
after that summer, I have to go off to college. You and Nick, you go on this road trip that I felt like I should have been on. You got to around school, America. Dude. I almost bought a plane ticket out to Denver to meet you guys. So, on days when Churro wasn't sitting with me, I Nick Horn, our buddy, musician, um, and lifeguard, was my senior guard. One of my best friends to this day. Like, love that guy. He's the man. So one day, he was having a bad day. Came down to my stand. And he was just going off and off and off about this bullshit drama, yada, yada, yada. I was like, man, I got to get him off this topic or he's just going to have like not only a bad day, but a bad week. So I bring up, I go, uh, hey, would you ever consider like traveling the country? He goes, what do you mean? I go, you know, like doing a cross-country road trip. I'm like, yeah, I've always thought about it. Start talking about places to go, cool places to check out. And since he was an EMT, he had to put the equipment away early, and he was already gone by then. And I get back to my house, roll up. He's in my backyard with a case of beer already. This is at like 5.15. He's at my house with a case of beer. Cracks one open and goes, so where are we going first? I was shocked. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, dude, let's do it. Why not? Do what? Travel the country. Like, dude, I was just messing around. Like, you're being serious? Yeah, why not, dude? What do we have to lose? We're young. We're making a shit ton. We're going to make a lot of money saved up already. Like, why not defer another semester of school and do this? When are we ever going to be able to do this again? You know what? You're right. Like, let's do it. Screw it. Let's just tell our parents, look, we want to do this. And luckily, they let us do this. I mean, I refunded the entire trip minus two hotel stays that my parents paid for one, his parents paid for another. And we'll get into that later. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, we funded the entire trip and we did it. So we're both, we're all from Philadelphia, you and Nick and myself. So wait, where was your first stop? What, what state did you make it to? So our first stop because you guys just went straight west. You guys didn't go like north, did you? No, if we had more money, we would have gone north. But it was also a timing thing too, because we had a bunch of friends who were in school, like you. Yeah. It was your freshman year, so we wanted to on our turnaround. It was called our uh, our college tour. So our first stop was Pittsburgh for an hour, two hours, just to like stretch our legs, walk around before we made to. Uh, made the trip to Dayton, Ohio to visit our boy, Beer Can Media, Austin Winterly, and uh, our other boy, Billy Gormley, both former SICBP, or no. Austin's still on. Austin's still, Austin's still on. Billy, former SICBP. Go there. Not to mention, I had a girlfriend while I was on this trip. Dude, I was ready to cheat on my girlfriend immediately. Oof. And I did not, I was like, you know, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't even... Oh, my gosh. shouldn't even have that girlfriend. She's a wet fart. Uh, yeah, I didn't listen to you guys. I should have listened to you and stuck with the... Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, I should have stuck. Anyway. So we get to Dayton. 
uh, first night we sleep on Austin Winterly's freshman dorm rooms floor, which brought back some memories of doing overnights for uh, different schools, visiting for with the lacrosse team when I was in high school. Next day, Nick and I wake up, work out. So we had this plan we were going to work out every day while we were on the road. How long did that last? We, we didn't work out. Every, it was like every other, every three days we worked out. Something like that. That's like my Corona schedule. <laughs> when we first started, but, it was every day, and now it's uh, every like two, three days. But yeah, we went, oh, shit. Um, hung out all day in Dayton. The boys were doing class, so Nick and I just chilled, shot the shit. Billy boy, stay with Billy Friday night. Uh, Billy takes us out to some, I don't even know if it was like a dive bar or if it was like the college, college bar. Dude, they had these drinks that, it it looked like a blue Gatorade, but it wasn't a blue Gatorade. It was just like a drop of blue Gatorade and the rest was just rail liquor, like just bottom shelf, cheap ass vodka. Dude, it, Nick and I got, uh, we got. A little sauced up? We got a little sauced up, yeah. That's a good one. I was going to say uh, tuned up. I've been saying that a lot lately. We got pretty tuned. We were tuned squad. So the next day after that, after this whole tuned squad night, drinking these uh, these Smurf drinks, we're back in the car, on the road again, heading to Chicago, Illinois, to visit our good friend, also, former Seattle City Beach Patrol member, Maeve Sears, who was out there in Chicago doing training for work. She stayed. We stayed with her in her apartment. She showed us around the Windy City. Chicago is a cool place, man. I don't think I could live there, but it's a cool place to go visit. I mean, it's got a lot of cool stuff. Great touristy spot. Luckily, we got to see a game at Wrigley Field. Got to see the Cubbies play, which is really cool. That's dope, dude. One of a goal of mine is to visit every baseball stadium in America. That's stupid. Why is that stupid? That's sick. Nah, that's cool. Are you in the, Are you that into baseball? Or you just want to check it, each? Uh... I just want to go check out the stadiums. I mean, I'm not even a big baseball fan, but going to see like the historic Wrigley Field. I mean, it was really cool to check out. Like, really, it was like going to Fenway. I've been to Fenway. I've been to the Bronx at the old Yankee Stadium too. That's pretty dope. And the new Yankee Stadium. And that was cool, too. But, uh, anyway. It's only see. been the three. The Blue Jays, City Field, and Citizens. The bank. Um, so, that was Chicago. From Chicago, we make a trek out to Colorado to, uh, where did we go? Colorado Springs, then Denver. Almost went to school there, too. Colorado Springs. The Rams. Colorado Springs is a cool place. Um, Isn't that where uh, the Air Force training is? Yeah, Air Force Academy is there. So we got to call it, we had this, uh, Nick and I had this weird, not really weird, but um, uh, reoccurrence while we were on this trip of showing up to places at night. So we'd get to these places not knowing our surroundings or what's going on. I mean, it's the West. It's pretty dark out there anyway. I don't know why. It's just that's how it is. 
And our first spot is Colorado Springs. That's where Nick's uh, cousin lives. We stay with him for a night. And then we wake up in the morning, walk out to the parking lot to get our car, and boom, the Rocky Mountains are right there. It was like, holy shit. Like, it, we're, we're, we're in nature now, baby. It was, I mean, you can look at a picture online. You can watch a video on YouTube, whatever. I'm telling you right now, a picture doesn't do it no good. Like you have to, if you want to go experience it, like a breathtaking view, you have to go to that spot, experience that breathtaking view. It's unbelievable. It's like the coolest thing I've probably ever seen next to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I mean, I've never been west of the Mississippi, so I I don't know. I don't know what the Rocky Mountains look like. Dude, they're it's hard to put in the words, man. It's like it's so. I'll get out there eventually. Not too worried. Yeah. Took it out there. Oh, so anyway, so from Colorado Springs, we go down to the Great Sand Dunes. It's like the bottom of the state. Stay there for a night. We did some real camping out there. Uh, basically, the Great Sand Dunes, the best way to describe them, if you Google search a picture of Egypt or the desert, that's what it looks like. Just sand dunes from any movie, like Aladdin. Pick, a movie. Pick your movie. Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> it looks like that. It's it's really, really neat to check out. I mean, it's just sand, but to us, it was pretty cool. So from there, we went to Denver, Colorado to visit one of my sister's best friends from college. Stayed with her for three days. Yeah, three days. She shows around town. Denver's a fucking cool place, man. Like, I... I couldn't see myself living there, but I could definitely see myself going back there to visit. Like it was a really cool place. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so from Denver, we go up to South Dakota to the Badlands. And so crazy story about our way up to the Badlands. Um, so we stop at this gas station on our way there. We're like 50 miles away. So I go, oh, we might as well stop here, get some supplies. So go in, get ice, some canned foods. We can cook over a fire, and we're going to get beer. We're walking around the store, there's no beer. I'm like, huh, that's weird. There's usually beer out in the gas stations out here. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. So we're waiting in line. I'm looking around at this gas station now. I'm looking around, looking around. And I'm looking at the decorations it's a lot of like native american stuff i'm thinking oh this is a pretty uh pretty western style to uh have for a gas station i mean whatever then i started looking around at the people and i really started noticing man there's not a single like i don't see any other minorities other than native american just me and nick the only minority I see is Nick. So we get up to the checkout. The guy does, the cashier does a one-up on us. He goes, where are you guys from? Uh, Philadelphia. He goes, what are you doing out here? I'm like, oh, we're going and we're going to go check out the Badlands. This guy already shoots us down, like pretty much tells us it's not even worth our time. Like, yeah, it's my backyard. It's not that great. I'm like, All right, dude, whatever. So we get out to the car unload get the cooler out this car pulls up behind us and blocks us in 
what the fuck? Like, this is how we die at a gas station on an Indian reservation. Oh, well, this is it. This guy gets out of his car. I'm like, fuck, here we go. I'm like, I'm getting ready to do something. I don't know what, but just getting ready to rumble at some point. And this guy pulls out these like bracelets, these friendship bracelets. He goes, hey guys. Um, so my wife makes these Indian friendship bracelets. Would you like to buy one? And we go, oh, no, sorry. We don't have any cash on us. Sorry, man. Can't help you out. He goes, oh, all right. Gets back in his car, drives away. Like, Dude, we have to get the fuck out of here. So I'm still loading up the cooler. Apparently this woman shows out of nowhere, looks like, and Nick's these her first. And he goes, oh, hello. She doesn't say a word. She just holds out her hand and like points at it, which is, I guess, the universal sign for giving me money. For homeless, I don't know. <laughs> Nick goes, "Oh, we don't have. Sorry, I don't have any. I only have cards." Runs around the car, gets in the car. I don't. I don't see this woman until I look up when I, I'm still putting stuff in the cooler. I'm like, "Uh, hi." So I'm throwing all the stuff in the cooler, throw it in the car, and then she stops me. She like blocks the car. She like points at her palm. I'm like, oh, I don't have any money. I only have cards. Sorry. Get in the car. Like, dude, we got to get out of here. She knocks in the window, points in the back seat. I'm like, nope. She knocks again, blows us a kiss. I'm like, oh, well, we definitely just got cursed from a Native American woman. So <laughs> we're screwed for the rest of the trip. <laughs> and then, so we had the, the Badlands. It's like 50 miles from that gas station. We get that we're driving through, we drive past Wounded Knee. If you don't know what Wounded Knee is, do yourself a favor, Google that shit. Um, and we're three miles from the park entrance at Wyndham Day. Mind you, what I said earlier about this reoccurrence of us showing up places at night. We don't know our surroundings. We don't know shit about the area. All we know is what the GPS says and where we're going. So we get to three miles before the park entrance. There's a huge accident, like really bad accident. And the you know first responders and the cops are letting people go by then we pull up and the police officer looks at us and she goes where are you guys going like oh we're going to badlands like okay you guys are gonna have to backtrack go back 50 miles and backtrack your way to the badlands i'm like why can't you just let us through it's a mile away like sorry dude i guarantee you the people she was letting through were Native Americans. That's how much they don't like us. It's weird being like the outsider, the minority in an area. That's nuts. Yeah, it was a weird... um, I I, I don't know. Anyway, so we we were like, all right, well, fuck it. I guess we have to backtrack. So we go back the way we came, past Moonay, past the gas station, whatever. Nick's looking at GPS. We don't know where we are. It's pitch black out. We can't see what's on. What's to the left of us. What's to the right of us. Nick's looking at the GPS. And there are speed traps in this Indian reservation. It will literally go from a 60 to a 30 like that. And it, that just happened. Nick's looking at the GPS. I look up. And there's a horse 20 yards in front of the car. And I, I'm yelling like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slam my hand on Nick's chest. And he looks up. Like, huh! Slams on the brakes. And there are just like 
20 wild horses around us, bigger than the car that we're in. Damn. Shit, dude, they're, what? Where did these guys come from? It was nuts. So we take it slow for the rest of the way, safe to say. And, um, yeah, go up to the Badlands, check it out. It's pretty neat. We're there for two days. It's just crazy. The places that are in this country that we don't take for granted, like that place. Yeah, yeah. I've always said, I went to Ireland. I stayed with some family, which was cool, but I said I probably won't leave the country until I get to see the rest of America. Yeah. Um, So, let's see. Wyoming next? Jackson Hole? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we went to Wyoming next with Jackson Hole. Jackson was cool. Uh, Did you guys do anything cool out there? Go skiing, hiking? Nah, we didn't go skiing. We we did hike around the Tetons, uh, Teton National Park. Um, We actually got there at a pretty good time because it was during the rut. So that's when all the animals were like mating. So we saw a lot of bull elk bugling from 50 yards away. And it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the wild. This massive, massive bull elk just bugling bugling it was i mean i've never seen so i didn't i didn't know those things existed i've never seen i've only seen deer out in pennsylvania i've never seen western wildlife before that oh there it's way bigger than yeah and the wild buffalo that we saw in south dakota but um yes we stay in jackson for about a week did you go to yellowstone at all we were on our way to yellowstone and then there was it started to snow we're like all right let's see how it is if it gets worse we'll turn around and get to uh start driving to california so we go about a mile up the road and there's already a foot of snow on the ground can't drive so i'm just like oh you know the turn around and go to cali so we started headed to cali i find out later it was a record-breaking snowstorm Damn. Luckily you guys didn't go. Yeah. I mean, we were going to camp out there too, and it was cold as shit. Even in, in, uh, what is it, October, the beginning of October, it was cold. Damn. So, yeah, we make our way to California. Um, And, oh, so the night we get to Cali. So we stay at a family friend of my parents in uh, Lake Tahoe, and next day, Nick wakes me up. I'm like, dude, turn on the TV. What are you talking about? Turn on TV. That night we got in was the night of the Vegas shooting. And we were in awe because when we were planning this trip, we were trying to figure out if we'd go north or south first. Because if we went south, we would have hit Vegas at that exact moment. And there was a I mean, country music concert. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, I like country music. Why not? I'll just go check it out. Nick and I would have been there. On that day? On that day. That night. Damn. Yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's crazy to think about. But, uh, I mean, 
who, who knows what, what would have happened. So yeah, we stay in Tahoe for a day or two days, head out to Yosemite. That's when we, the real Western camping started. Well, not really, now starting back in Colorado, but Yosemite was really cool. It was really cool place to check out. Great outdoors, beautiful. Head out to uh, Santa Rosa, California to meet Jack Bowne's older sister, Lindsay, and her boyfriend, Keegan. Meet Keegan's a cool guy. Keegan's the man, dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. Wasn't Meet Lindsay working on like a weed farm out there or something? I don't know that for sure, but I know, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, we can crop that out. Yeah. No, keep it in. Ah, we can keep it in. We can just fuck. <laughs> so we get, yeah, we meet up with them in Santa Rosa. It's a little north of San Francisco. We all drive down to San Fran. We stay with our buddy, one of our buddies from Sea Isle who lives out there. And then from there, we worked our way down the coast. Went to Big Sur, went to Los Angeles, uh, then ended up in Encinitas, California, which is San Diego County. Stayed with Nick's brother for a couple days. Like I told my parents before we started this trip, um, if you get a call from me when I'm in California, I say, send all my shit out here. Send all my shit out here. I got the Encinitas, and I found where I want to live. Dude, that place is so nice. I really enjoyed my time in Encinitas. Uh, so then I called my parents and was like, hey, send my stuff out. And I'm like, hey, get back in the car and start heading home. Like, okay. <laughs> so headed home. Yeah, there's no oh, way your mom would let that happen. So San Diego was our turnaround point. So from San Diego went to Joshua Tree. Uh, Joshua Tree was... Is that in San- Arizona or Nevada? That's in California. Oh, it's in- A few hours outside of San Diego. You go there. From Joshua Tree, so we camp at Joshua Tree for two nights. Uh, and from there, we go to Vegas. And I told Nick, dude, we're not spending more than three hours in Las Vegas. Once our time limit's up, we're out. Because I know if we start gambling more, or whatever, or drinking, we'd be like, let's get a hotel, fuck it, it's Vegas. And we're gonna run out of money, and then, fucked. So, stay in Vegas for like two hours, head out to Utah, to Bryce Canyon, Zion National Park. So, did, wait, did you guys buy like a pass to stay in these national parks? Like, Yeah, we did. So, we got this pass before we got we hit Pittsburgh. It's an eighty dollar year pass. You can use it at in any national park. Gets you free admission. Like pay eighty bucks at a. Uh, I, I kind of forget where we got. I think we got it at a state park. I don't know if it was a state park that we got it at or a national park that we got it at. But we got this pass that basically gave us free admission to every national park. So we didn't have to pay for camping, we didn't have to pay for admission, we didn't have to pay for any of that. And since it had both our names on it, we were straight. It was was the shit. I loved it. Uh, So yeah, then we go after Zion, head down to the Grand Canyon, 
And if you haven't gone to the, if you've never been to the Grand Canyon, do yourself a favor and go because that is hands down one of the coolest national parks in our country. I mean, like I said earlier, picture doesn't do it any good. Right when we got there, because we had this theme of showing up to places at night. When I got there and we checked out the canyon, I was, dude, it was it was like seriously breathtaking. It was the coolest thing just to see that. Like I've seen so many pictures of this in you know history textbooks and pictures online on you know social media. To see it in person, dude, and to hike it, holy shit! Like just the able to do that we hiked all the way down all the way down did you camp overnight on the ground or so our first day at a grand canyon we drove around check out the sites and then the next day we woke up at like five in the morning started hiking at six and nick and i were we were at each other's throats dude it was bad because we all right, we were drinking for the most part this entire trip. We were definitely we were dipping a lot, and uh, we decided we were going to quit when we got to Vegas. So we stopped drinking and dipping. So we were going on about four days, no booze or no tobacco. We get and we're at each other's throats at this point when we get to um, the Grand Canyon. So we're just fucking hating each other so much. <laughs> Hiked the entire Grand Canyon. Way down, it took us about six hours to get to the bottom. Going up, it took us seven or eight. Round trip, it was almost, I think like 25 miles, something like that, give or take. And probably one of the most accomplishing things that I've done going hiking down and hiking back up in 24 hours that's to me that's a big accomplishment for me it was just so relieving as soon as we got to the top we're dropping my backpack like hugging neck going like fuck yeah wow there's a small family next to us with kids and they're like hey i'm like i don't care (laughs) first thing nick and i did was go to uh find a mcdonald's get some big macs in us and the next thing we did was get find a hotel closer to our next destination and a bar so we just start getting boozed up and it was kind of sweet uh my parents got us a hotel room that night and then we the next day we were so sore oh my god <laughs> we were dude it was we were so sore <laughs> so where'd you go after that after that, we head down to Tucson, Arizona. That's, so this is when our college tour started. Did you say Nick it was in a, Arizona? Nick has a friend from home who goes to the University of Arizona. And we got down there, and it was their homecoming weekend. So we, were, we had a good time that weekend. We got down there, did a lot of chilling, did a lot of uh, drinking. College stuff, man. I mean, it was it was cool. It's fun. Um, so from there, we went to where did we go next? 
I think we're at the Roswell, New Mexico, where the first UFO was spotted. Wow. So Roswell. Cool. I mean, Roswell isn't really that great. It was cool to go see the UFO museum and, the, you know, all that, but it was pretty much like a ghost town. It wasn't really much going on there. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, we were That's there That's why for the aliens decided to go there. Yeah. We were only in Roswell for probably like two hours because then we had to drive to Austin, Texas to go. Um, cause we, like I said, we were on a deadline because we went to visit everyone. And that weekend, we had to be in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama to go visit. Miz? Miz, yeah. So we got in the car from Roswell, drove to Austin. We were going to stay with Nick's cousin in Austin, Texas, but I to- I feel bad looking back at it. I totally judged the girl because she looked kind of sketchy. Nick didn't really know her that well, so we had three options. Option one, we stay with... Um, Oh, by the way, if we had more time on this trip, we would have stayed in Austin for like at least two days. Austin is a city where I want to go back to so badly. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. For the live music and the nightlife. So anyway, our options were stay with Nick's cousin, drive 50 miles to the nearest Walmart, sleep in the parking lot, or bite the bullet and drive to New Orleans and be there for Halloween. I said, you know what, dude, let's just go to New Orleans. I'll drive the first half, you drive the second half. So it was 11 hours. I drove five. Nick drove the rest of the way. Roll up to New Orleans at 8 o'clock in the morning. Got some breakfast. I uh, went to a bar at like 9. <laughs> yeah, as I was going to say, you headed right down to Bourbon Street? We headed right down to Bourbon Street to get, a, get some hurricanes in us because we were wired we were doing something to get a bad luck and then nick's parents got us a hotel room because it was his birthday um so we as soon as we got the hotel got in slept for a few hours woke up went back down to bourbon street because it was halloween dude bourbon street and halloween is wild it was so much it was insane i'm sure i want to go down there for mardi gras i mean mizzy mizzy told me like all right go to these bars go to these strip clubs don't go past this cross street like okay what's down there like it was the um lgbt part there's their it was their neighborhood and nick and i weren't paying attention we walked past <laughs> and, we, and we were like man this isn't like normal bourbon street why are all these dudes have like socks in their cocks like, what's going on like, oh we're in the wrong spot so we turn around go back up Dude, I, I don't know. Nick didn't want to go to any strip clubs. And I was like, dude, come on. It's your birthday. I'll buy your lap dance. Yeah, wait till Tuscaloosa. So the next day. Tuscaloosa's fun. We headed up to Titletown. That's right. Roll Tide, baby. You know, my sister's going there now. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. So. <laughs> We're headed up to Titletown, um, visit my best friend growing up, James Mizzy, who also, he has a podcast too, it's called Something Works, it's available on Spotify, uh, the iTunes podcast, 
app and SoundCloud. So give him a listen. He does it with two of his buddies from college. And it's a, it's a good listen. It's kind of like how Aiden Run says. They just, you know, shoot the shit. Good conversations, good tips, good life advice, all that great nonsense. Anyway, get to the University of Alabama. I was ready to cheat on my girlfriend immediately as soon as we got to the campus. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, there were so many pretty girls everywhere. And I was like, fuck, like, I messed up from going to Widener. I should have gone to a school down south. I mean, they were just, it was, ugh, it was wild. It was a crazy lifestyle. There, nobody had a care in the world. I mean, people were just doing the most absurd shit that we could think of. The SEC, baby. Dude, we met one kid who was, uh, he just finished pledging for uh, Mizzy's fraternity. He already had five concussions, and it was only – it was the first weekend of November. And he tells Nick and I this, and, you know, we're – well, Nick's an EMT. Um, we're both first responders, but we're like, dude, you should not be at this party right now. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. We pull him aside. I'm like, we tell this kid, hey, go home. Like, you should not – you should not be here. I'm like, no, I'm fine. And Mizzy goes, just let him go, dude. Yeah, but, um, I mean, yeah, it was wild when we roll up to, um, to Bama, get there right away, start shooting the shit with Miz. I mean, Mizzy's my best friend. I've known him since I was seven years old. So seeing him for the first time in months, because I didn't see him a lot over the summer, because I'm in Sea Isle, he's back at home. So seeing him was a nice little homecoming, so we got tuned up and we picked a good weekend too because I was trying to figure figure out the football schedule as best I could the weekend we picked was LSU weekend and it was oh shit dude that no other uh, college league or team can compare to the SEC they're the most dominant league in the country like they go all out for everything. I was not expecting what I saw. So Mizzy's house backed up to the the big square, the quad for the university. Yeah, I put a rugby game there. Friday morning, there was nothing. The next morning, I wake up, walk out back. There were just tailgate tents filled the entire. It was like two hundred yards yards long. This uh, grass field it filled up everywhere. Holy shit! Not to mention. The stadium is caddy corner from where Miz's apartment is. It's like two football fields away or three football fields away, distance-wise. Um, yeah, it was a wild weekend. Just experience experiencing that was a really, really cool. We needed to go to the game, but it was just a really cool experience to go check out. Southern, Southern living. Uh, the games aren't worth it. You know they're gonna win, and you're just sweating your dick off the entire time. Dude, I don't care. I was drunk as hell. But Nick and I didn't go to the game. Mizzy ended up going in, but luckily he left us with some of his boys, so we got to get to know those guys a little better. Then uh, halftime rolls around. Mizzy comes out, and we just go get after it. Have a good time. Next day, Nick and I head out to. Down to Florida, 
Um, who was visiting Florida? Oh, uh, we had that. For, yeah, so we go down to Tampa, Florida. Our two of our buddies from the from the beach, Aiden, you know them, uh, Big Kev, and Rich Bless, former SIC. Kev's an honorary SICBP. Um, hanging out with them, and this is the part of the trip where, like Nick and I, are basically back at each other's throats. I try to convince, tell him like. I mean, bad timing on me, but I tell him, uh, hey, man, I don't think I have enough money to finish the rest of the trip. Like, we have to skip a few states and go just go straight to Tennessee or go straight to South Carolina or North Carolina. He's livid. He's, like, super PO'd at me. Not liking this at all. I'm like, uh, fuck. And we were drinking all night, and it was uh, it was not a pretty sight. Like we almost got in a fist fight. The next day, had a little chat, made up, went back to um, usual plan, stuck to it. So from Tampa, went to Charleston, South Carolina, visit Nick's aunt and uncle, stayed there for a day. Then we hit it, baby. Oh we yeah, USC Thursday, Thursday. USA. You got to meet the crazy-ass Australian, Jack Spence. Yeah, dude. It was sick. So Nick Nick and I rolled up to USA. I know exactly where Aiden and Jack are, so I just, we just get out and start walking. Roll up. I'm looking around, and I yell, Hey, I'm looking for Aiden Reed. And I see a head pop around from a tray. I go, oh, there he is. And I run up, and it was, it was so <laughs> so much fun to see just familiar faces again. The crew is back together finally. Oh yeah, it's awesome. That was a fun. That was a fun. What were you guys there for? One or two nights? Thursday and Friday? Or just we were there for Thursday and Friday. I think your cousins came down too. The ones who I don't like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Doherty's, they don't listen to this. <laughs> oh, they don't. Nah, I doubt it. Jack doesn't listen. I like Jack. Jack's cool, but it's just his sisters. I think they fucking suck. Yeah. Are you checking your followers to see who follows this? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we stay with you for two nights. Two days and two nights. No. Two days? Uh, you guys got in, like, Thursday around 3, and then left Saturday morning. So a day and a half and two nights. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. From there, I have to see Cole. Dude, we should have just killed two birds with one stone, honestly, and have Cole come down to South Carolina. But yeah, he then, we, then we would have stayed for the football game, but Cole was telling us his fraternity was having a banger. And they were, so we went back up and partied. That's fun. Was that your last stop, or did you stop anywhere in Virginia? So, from North Carolina, we shot over the state to Tennessee to visit Nick's cousin, Chattanooga. I mean, it just sucks, because I wish we had more time to stay longer than some of these places, because Chattanooga seemed pretty cool. But Nashville... Nashville was cool. Like, luckily, I was able to go back um, 
a year ago. Went back to Nashville for Katie's 21st birthday. That's fun. And, oh my gosh, Nashville's a cool place. It's the live music, the the vibes. It was cool. Uh, Then from there, went to Virginia Tech. Visit my buddy Rob. At that point, we were on the tail end of our trip. So we went to BT. Then Catholic University. Visit one of my buddies from high school. And finished the trip off at Maddie Mulves at University of Maryland. Then Nick dropped me off in Baltimore, drove home with Katie and surprised my family because they didn't know I was coming home for like that early. They were expecting me back the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I should have been on that fucking trip. Moral of the story is if you have time and you have money, do it. Have no regrets. Just do it. If you have enough money saved up and you have not a worry in the world and you have you can find a new job like that easy, do it. I should have been on that fucking trip. And you know it. Instead, I spent all my money on my freshman year uh, for booze. The money that I've been saving up since 16, I spent it all in one year. Yeah. Well, Sean, I thought we would have a little more time to go into your training for uh, the Navy and stuff like that. But uh just ran a little longer than I expected. Why not keep it going, dude? Well, because I found that uh, most of my listeners cut out at 45 minutes. I'm already in like for an hour and a half. So uh, I'm going to stop the recording why don't you make, now. Why don't, you make a, why don't you make it a part two? Why don't you stop this recording and then pick up another one? Just make it a part two and drop that on Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my interview with Sean McElwain. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and at the end, we are going to do a second interview. Probably going to drop around Friday. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, some good stories about the trip about Sea Isle. Uh, Again, always let me know your feedback. Text me, DM me on Instagram. Uh, And don't forget to spread the word. Everyone stay safe, wash your hands, and keep up with the good hygiene. Just keep your eyes on the summer, baby. Have a good day. Concrete mountains wearing up, throwing 
shadows just about five. Sometimes you can smell the green if your mind is feeling fine. There ain't no finer place to be than running Lake Shore Drive. And there's no peace of mind the place you see riding on Lake Shore Drive. South on Lakeshore Drive, getting into town, just slipping on by on LSD, riding at trouble bound. This Friday night and you're looking clean, too early to start the rounds. A ten-minute ride from the Gold Coast back makes you show your pleasure bound. It's four o'clock in the morning and all the people have gone away. Just you and your mind at Lakeshore Drive and tomorrow is another day. And the sun shines fine in the morning time, tomorrow is another day. South on Lakeshore Drive, getting into town. Just sneaking on my own LSD, fighting at trouble bound. 